is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control and this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats, NERVTAG, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious and that's the way that we have to control human behavior.
They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Emerged, emerged from the pit that is uh, my bed, and I've <laughs> realised it's fucking Friday. Holy shit! Where did the week go? Um, I'm sorry, I'm not keeping. I'm not keeping the pace that I normally would, and the there's a lot of stuff happening, and so as I seem to be of somewhat limited capacity at the moment, um. I'm not going to spend too long. I want to do the pre on paper. I promised from the last stream. Um, it it just the simple fact is, I have to take uh, you know like a ibuprofen type medication to be able to sit for any length of time, and uh, they they fuck with me so much. So, and I've got other things I need to do. So it'll be a short stream. It is Friday. Feed that blick in the big. Um, Lest we lest we get taken out. So what I'm going to do today? There's a cut. This this. Let's transfer over. And um, so much of my time at the moment offline is again just braining the zombie that is Panda Eyes and Nick Hudson. It's fucking phenomenal how much these people are um, playing essentially a sort of game of sophistry and linguistic um, pedantry as they try to fixate on the um, messy, noisy data set that we had at the beginning. We're four years down this pathway now. And like I say, if you think everything is just just as it was, just uh, the corporations pulled a mass TV trick on you, it was a David Blaine episode, um, I, I'm not going to be able to help you. I, I think from, you know, when you've got... <clears throat> measurements that go from like the molecular to you know general scientific data aggregation theory hypothesis generation emergent 
properties in complex systems, uh, all people that have been impacted to the grand chessboard, etc. And we see everything uh, moving and rippling. And from my perspective, it's it's definitely heading in one direction. And Panda have um, once you're once you're painting yourself into that corner of bio warfare is isn't real. Um, it's it's all everything is just an illusion. Um, and you're not looking and, and you're disregarding every level of the available data. Um, in my mind, you've, uh, you, like I say, I just put it in the tweet, you're either a useful idiot or now you're becoming essentially an enemy combatant. And in a ticking clock scenario, uh, it's better to know who the enemy combatants are. Um, and uh, we'll, get, we'll get through a few things as I get into this why am i thinking in this way well you know a lot of the reason well what what do we do next <laughs> around my household there was another day stay in bed closed curtains in case those radiation clouds are coming um I, beyond that i don't have um much to add i do know well what, what, what i do know is, is that if i sit here and i keep doing this um people seem to enjoy it and uh send donos and uh, feed the uh dependents that i have around me um all right so do, 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 let's just see almost six thousand views on this video nick hudson pandastan shit <laughs> yeah man we we laid the boot into them fucking hard last week and they're they're literally just writhing around on the floor at the moment and um, look, if you've got that Norman Pizinchik, however you pronounce his name, um, saying that there's no bioweapons when literally he has his fingerprints um, all over previous biowarfare programs, um, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> again, if you want to... <laughs> I guess it's your decision, man. You're going to find out. You, you just got to find who are the people that seem pretty or, or, or consistent who's actually done stuff who's put their neck on the line um in this uh in this situation and um the confidence and swagger with which nick hudson goes around making these proclamations when he literally has zero scientific competence in those fields tells me a whole damn bunch um so yeah and so you know part of part of this dream is just a continuation of that and why i think this um apex predators kobayashi maru werewolves what i've got it might sound a bit like gibberish at the moment i hope i can sort of stitch it together um rumble is doing the mambo again going to wtyl i'll tell you that's why uh, please please help me help me pay for those server costs <laughs> what's a preoneer and what is their utility um a preoneer you mean weapon weapons by a by a weaponeer is that what you mean um i'm not sure what you mean with preoneer bending the ons stats to the extent that huge 2019 negative excess deaths came about is a bad look but they did it anyway that's how bad they think things are going to go oh yeah yeah when you're in a situation where this where the state is making these types of moves it should tell you man that the reality that you think we need prion superheroes. Uh, I'm not sure there's superheroes in this particular game. There'll be lucky people. That's it. And um, people who have some pre-positioning. That's all. That's all. And I, you must be preparing yourself for, like, if, if you thought that anything that was draconian in 
the last four years was so egregious it could never happen again. Um, I, I've got a big clue back waiting to whack you around the head with it. And because <laughs> I think it could get much, much worse. Uh, who knows? Says beer takes care of my cortisol levels. Well, you drink that estrogen water, sir. All right. I, on the other hand, will just do housekeeping. Uh, if you wondered in here, wondered who I am, that's me, Dr. Kevin McCann. Um, I used to be a world contender, goddammit. And now I've stepped into this particular, um, I don't know. <laughs> who put this game cartridge in? It fucking sucks. Um, and so if you want to see that I do know what I'm talking about when it comes to neurodegenerative disease, etc., um, please go read uh, all my previous studies. Uh, what I would do of course on this day is please 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 keep uh the lights on in the bunker um you can hit that big blue button on mccandojo.com link should be down below uh use your usury cards a gay pal patreon buy me a coffee subscribe star join our discord gilded um register to be notified if you'd like an email when i go live um i'm thinking of scaling that back um i've got a look at cotton costs uh, cutting costs <laughs> going in the future at the moment all right so uh let's see oh yeah and just to remind everyone that um we do um one of the things that i'm trying to do right now is if if even 10 percent of what i say of what i think could be playing out comes true your communications only 23 um oh, it's got video it's, it's only sound and the ons used a fire all right, guys. The all right, guys. Scotland have today deleted all the excess deaths for 2023. This is in line with the new methodology set out this week by the ONS for calculating excess deaths. So, for 2023, using the old method, we had 3,329 deaths, excess deaths in Scotland last year. Using the new methodology, they've now reduced that to just 360 excess deaths removing almost 3,000 excess deaths from the death count. Over the course of the pandemic, they've removed a total of 5,142 excess deaths, reducing the total excess from 19,500 down to 14,400. What they are doing now, guys, is they are hiding the excess deaths that have occurred after the vaccine rollout. So how have they done this? Well, traditionally, NRS and the ONS used a five-year rolling average for calculating their baselines. Now, that wasn't without its flaws, but it's a standard process used all over the world. But what they've done now is they've binned the five-year average and they've replaced it with a statistical model, which brings in all kinds of variables that could be manipulated to increase the level of the baseline and in doing so, reduce the level of the excess. Now, if you look at the the black dashed line here is the old traditional five-year average method. Now you can see it's rising steady as the death columns in blue here rise and fall. So it's tracking what was going on. But the new method, this red line, you can see that it's abnormally high for some reason in 2019 before the pandemic. And it also <laughs> spikes from 2022 to 2023 for no apparent reason. This is after the pandemic. Um, he did great work. Um, and, you know, what what to do? So when this type of jiggering and jaggering, do I have a jiggering and jaggering? Surely we have. Uh... 
Genetic engineering, genetic engineering of viruses. And statistics uh, is going on. Um, what methods are available to you, the public, to um, try to navigate what's going on? And so I'll tell you where you now need to be looking. You need to be looking at the, um, the rates of illnesses, different illnesses per se, and see how they change relative to the uh, the previous years, etc., and track that way, which is why someone like uh, <laughs> we need ethical skeptic <laughs> right now. At least he's been doing something useful, which is maintaining vigilance across all these different ICD codes, and so we can um, try and track that way. And any any other marker that you can think that would be show that has shown variation, so like people going into um, long-term unemployment, sickness, etc. All these, all these types of markers, and then again, just be very, very skeptical of the sources. These people are these are the apex predators, and they are um, again positioning themselves uh, to make sure that <laughs> they're they're all right, sunshine. They got this. Uh, you only around. You're all fucked. So you know, um, don't sit there like a victim. Um, again, you just try to find the data streams that are somewhat coherent and just to try and stitch them together so you're at least somewhat comfortable with respect to what's going on. And why would they do this? Well, they know that um, there's there's way more lick spills out there than, uh, than this. You don't go changing the methods with which you've been making calculations whilst it's dynamically changing the way it is, particularly when there's um, signals with respect. And we can see, you know, you're getting a very... Um, blurry picture of what's happening but um if you know it's impacting the young and the uh though look <laughs> as much as we don't want uh deantricide and we wish to care for the old um you must make sure that your civilization survives such that your breeding pairs and working pairs are or working units are kept um active or, or or doing their bit in in whatever whatever make whatever complex economy you live in and, but when those those cohorts are taking a hit um it's it just like i say we've never i don't i can't think of any sort of appropriate comparison to make with what we've what we've seen and you can't you can't have a sustained 20% increase in all-cause mortality in the young month after month after month and it not have an impact. And so they, they, will, they will do whatever they can to hide those bodies. And the way that they hide those bodies now is that they have to create more bodies through other means. And if all of this, again, you know, how much is the, the grand architect or the conductor at this and they've used bioweapons as a, for strategic means did did they know that there was this prion propensity in the s1 segment um I, from my perspective i think it's impossible that they didn't but um, there's so many factors at play which you know it, i should use this opportunity to just get to um 
the article I wanted to do. Informed majority will always lose a battle of information against an informed minority. So that just shows when you have hidden information, you can completely manipulate a large group of people. Mm. Have you ever heard of a game called Werewolf? No. Every- so um, why, is that, why is that important? Well, if, if you've got a cabal, say, who, again, had the inside track on the technologies being deployed when events were going to be initiated etc etc what this is saying is these people will always come out on top because the you know the they're going to be suspicious people in the village us but um the chances of us actually getting a hold of the perpetrators is difficult and the first step right now is to come to the realization that there's a fucking werewolf prowling around and the I don't know what would be the solution to that. Um, well, I don't know. I, I guess if there's a metamorphosis stage, right, that you all just have to hang out in the same room and wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You have axes. You all have access to axes. <laughs> And someone, and up on the wall, up on the wall where you have to climb a ladder, it's uh, <laughs> it's something that's got a couple of silver bullets in, I guess. I don't know. But um, so, you know, this, this is what we're up against, right? The, the, there's this informed clique and we're uninformed right now. And like I say, the momentum with which we're going wants to bring me to this Kobayashi Maru. Um, article, which I thought was brilliant. Um, Morgoth, the name rings a bell for me, but um, it was a very interesting read because it lays out potentially what I think the next steps look like with all the indicators that we're seeing. Okay, and so it goes, on the options facing the online right, in this context we can basically send western elites such as hillary clinton and boris johnson called tucker carlson a traitor and a useful idiot many online commentators mockingly retorted traitor to what black rock's bottom line Mm, good retort in my recent article conscription i trod similar territory by arguing that men will be reluctant to fight for a banal economic zone in which patriotic and nationalist sentiment has been all but criminalized this is true (laughs) <laughs> I, can, I can attest to this because I've been on the receiving end of it and um, it's a lot of the reason that why I sit here right now. I had to walk that fire previously, so I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm used to it. I don't mind the, uh, as should we say, the social pressure that comes from speaking up speaking speaking my mind so nevertheless despite such remonstrations the rhetoric of our political class moves into ever more unhinged and dangerous territory as the war drums bang ever louder and all they are banging loud at the moment the unfolding geopolitical chaos heralds a potential hazard for our merry band of online pundits and commentators that few seem to be thinking about or mulling over what happens when the politicians view us as traitors i would say we've stepped past that already um Jacinda Arda literally said it at the, whatever it was, UN. Um, if you're engaged in what they consider to be mis- and disinformation, you are an enemy combatant from now on. I would suggest that you make the necessary adjustments to... So when someone's slapping you around the head, <laughs> just, uh, you know, start slapping back, maybe. 
War and threats to national security are perennial states of exception within which a regime can ram through all manner of draconian laws and limits to free expression. And if you're on the wrong side of that, too bad for you. Unlike the COVID-19 arc, people can actually see China's military or Russian hypersonic missiles. Once a certain threshold is crossed, and I believe we're close to it, yeah, I think we might have already gone by it right now. Right now, it's just positioning. It's strategic positioning until, and then they'll, they'll go off, it'll kick off. The regime will be able to deploy a multitude of censorious policies, and worse than that, and worse, that can be justified in the name of national security. It just so happens by sheer line, correct, I'll say, will find themselves on the wrong side of power as it enters a state of emergency or exception. If you oppose the dominant regime ruling the West, it naturally follows that you question or outright oppose the policies and thinking that leader could lead us into an incomprehensibly destructive conflict. Tucker Carlson has repeatedly claimed that he loves America but despises its ruling class, who he sees as betraying the nation. Yet those ruling classes view Carlson himself as a traitor for fraternizing with their enemy. In the event that the nation becomes fully mobilised and men are being loaded onto carriers, Tucker's stance becomes more problematic. And when the dying and hardship begin, all but untenable, because the interests of the regime have coalesced with the nation more generally. Likewise, with some justification, the regime can claim that those naysaying the war effort are a danger to national security and can therefore be dealt with accordingly. Um, I'm already putting up my conscientious objector status. I ain't dying for Zog. No way. No how. Oh, I don't have my never button. <laughs> God damn it. Um, <laughs> never! Uh, all right. So the issue becomes particularly acute when it comes to, quote unquote, influencers with the ability to reach thousands or hundreds of thousands of fighting age white men across the West. You may regard the people responsible for the conflict as idiotic or demonic. I do. But once the threshold has been crossed, you're either with the nation or against it. A principled and to a degree Machiavellian stance of neutrality is equally problematic because how can you be neutral when your nation and people are at war? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Not my Zog war, thank you very much. Uh, I'll come and uh, pick up pieces, take my island back. Is it possible to be indifferent and aloof as family, friends and neighbours are all drafted or in some way become invested in the struggle? This is not even to mention certain elements on the right who overtly and conspicuously cheerlead for the opposition forces in a time of conflict. This would be, the, I had this blurb on my YouTube which basically just went, you know, we're looking at this as sort of edge cases, um, difficult data and are we looking at sort of emergent um, global war threats? That's that was sort of like the premise of the channel um, before it got struck off <laughs> by these very same forces. And um, this. You could basically think of it as a way of like a training exercise in as much as when those national security interests kick in. And let's let's think about if they've got reason to look at something like prion pre on spread right they can <laughs> like, like i say the I, I could conceptualize uh, a scenario playing out like this there's a shift towards it's china 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 did it china 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 yada 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 they're the ones that sent that sequence out and we gullibly took it on board and they knew how to play our systems and we um we shot that um peptide into billions and billions 
of arms across the globe. And we've come to understand that, yes, there is this um, prion risk and potentially it falls into a chronic wasting disease type um, paradigm. And we have to, for your own health, lick spills, we have to maintain a grip on the spread of these prions. Um, uh, I would urge, well, again, in, in this type of scenario, I don't know how many it could get really severe. And so, you know, what's what's the position that you should be taking? You know, right now I'm relatively secure. The, <laughs> the organs of the state can't reach out and nab me because I'm not um, I'm not in the West per se right now. They can try to shut down communications and spreading the uh, uh, the information that gets put out there. But the between the Federation and Klingon Empire. The cadet being evaluated must decide whether to attempt to rescue the Kobayashi Maru, endangering their ship and crew, or leave the Kobayashi Maru to certain destruction. If the cadet chooses to attempt the rescue, an insurmountable enemy force attacks their vessel. By reprogramming the test itself, James T. Kirk became the only cadet to ever overcome the Kobayashi Maru simulation. The Kobayashi Maru scenario is not real, but a scenario that teaches defeat to cadets. Unlike Captain Kirk, we cannot rewrite the program. This essay also represents a hypothetical scenario, though already partially played out in reality. In the event of conflict, opinions that are standard fare within the online correct will be seen as threats to national security. On the other hand, to reluctantly side with the regime once the firing begins would leave a bad taste in the mouth and everyone would know who and what they had now folded themselves into. Let's then take a look in brief at some scenarios and narrative positions on offer in the event of having crossed the threshold. And this is why I'm so goddamn ornery online with fuckers about um, you must look at the biowarfare angle. Who's responsible? Because they will try and take you into war right now. I'm convinced of it. And <laughs> once, once the ONS data gets fucked with, um, you're... You're a fucking cunt here away from the trigger being pulled. And what should you do? You know, it's a, it's a difficult calculation to make, particularly if, you know, the gunboats and what have you are firing at each other. And literally they are right now. You've got industrialized warfare on the European continent again. And this is why, again, I've sort of taken the view that I've done, put all the effort into <laughs> carving out this space of, you know, who's pulling the strings? Who wants Zog War all the time? Who are the people behind everything? Who are the ones that benefit from all this? And these are the decisions that you're going to have to make yourselves. Okay. And. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, <laughs> so let's see what McGroth has to say um, about the uh, potential positions that could be taken. So um, the positions that are on offer in the event of having crossed the threshold. So third world is pledging your undying fealty to the Kremlin, Xi Jinping, Iran, Hamas, Hezbollah and the global south while remaining in the West is probably going to result in your erasure from the Internet and severe personal consequences in the real world. Uh, I give you Exhibit A, Gonzalo Lira. Now, I said at the time, man, um, what the fuck 
was he doing, doing, saying and doing the things in a nation at war? Like the normal rules have gone out the fucking window. <laughs> You're not going to be able to sit there and shout rah rah Hezbollah from the river to the sea without uh, without some serious sanction coming down on your head. Now, look, you know, from my perspective, I think both sides are rotten. So um, if they, the more they weaken themselves back and forth, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna sit back and uh, let them go at it. And uh, but that's, you know, that's just me. Uh, so much so the where are we? Um, so much so that it's entirely possible Western intelligence agencies are using the movements as a honey trap to flush out their most ideologically committed opponents, whether real or not. This faction will be the ones celebrating the loudest when body bags begin returning and as such represent the most precarious and dubious stance to hold. The Marxist elements can at least lay claim to anachronistic universal ideals, but the nationalist faction will find themselves in the paradoxical situation of siding with external enemies against the very people they claim to represent. As such, they will probably end up being despised by almost everyone. Ah, you know, I've been that, so... Uh... <laughs> Upcoming philosophical matters. Here we shall find discrete real-world organising and a dedication to pragmatically surviving the unfolding horror rather than poking our ruling class in the eye. The reluctant shill. The reluctant shills will be the largest camp immediately adjacent to the online correct and will encompass many of the influencers currently countersigling the regime's policymakers and the mainstream more generally. Primarily, this camp will view the position of opposing the regime as forces are being deployed or after the shots have been fired as no longer tenable and will adopt an attitude, well, we're in it now, their allegiance will be to the military itself rather than politicians, and this is precisely the problem with the politicians pulling the move of making their interests inseparable from that of the nation writ large, its armed forces in particular. There is, of course, the line of reasoning that in an era of nuclear weapons, a major conflict between major power blocks is impossible. I'm not entirely convinced by this argument, but it hardly matters anyway, because a permanent state of preparedness or military buildup would still result in the regime being able to easily pick from the full buffet of technocratic censorship measures it has granted itself to erase its critics in recent years. And the critics it dislikes most are those on the correct side. But simply, the regime will revel in crushing its internal enemies in the name of countering its external enemies. National security, as some more flowery jargon, would simply become the new public health. If, for example, policymakers have convinced themselves that Russia will attack a NATO country when they're done with Ukraine, opposing another billion to Zelensky becomes an attack on the wider geostrategic aims of NATO and therefore national security. The masses could be kept in a permanent state of dread and fear, thereby allowing the regime to consolidate its narrative power, legitimate it, and superficially realign itself with the public will, a will it has, it, it has itself created. Previous waves of censorship have hit the online correct particularly hard. In 2017, the backlash to the Trump presidency saw entire networks of writers. Um, the And so, like I say, the trajectory that I see is towards more geo-strategic instability whether like i say whether there's like a full-scale kickoff i don't know um <laughs> if you if you try the missiles dinner fire um they might they might not be so brazen you are brazen do i have that one or what do i do have 
But basically, we are. This is a war zone. This is not a picnic site. Tank battle, air bombard, rockets, missiles. Everything has been hitting here. Everything has been hitting here. And um, we've seen from their recent actions that escalatory warfare and bloodshed, they don't mind doing it. If they can kill and injure, someone must be, must be close to a million in Ukraine on both sides. Um, they can do it far more. If, they, if they're prepared to go down the path of strategically releasing biowarfare agents, then we, we think that there are millions missing right now, which appears to be the case. And now we're seeing, again, government state movements to cover up the fact, to me, this is more escalation. And I don't think the, the options are good anywhere. Um, it's probably going to be rough in Europe. That's how traditionally it's gone. Um, is the US going to be embroiling itself? I'm not sure. I, again, I don't, because of the way that they've structured themselves, the corporate elitists, they dismantled any idea of um, a love of country that men had, right? They've emasculated men, and um, they can try to reverse that occur in the U.S. Again, the camouflage will be slightly different between the two, but um, and they'll they'll pivot around and look for external enemies and um, try try to convince. Um, enough and you know there's this whole premise going around that all these migrants being allowed to come across the border well they'll offer them citizenship but they've got to go do the to the serve the country as it were and act as armed forces now whether those armed forces would cut the mustard as it were like um previous ones well we'd have to wait and see um i don't know man it's uh it's a interesting times, I guess. Um, uh, let's see. If you want to hit the target, you must aim above it. Um, <laughs> depends how far away you shoot from, I guess. This is in Why is all this happening now before the silly season gets rolling in the US? Um, uh, die on my feet be a bitch because of the Jew. I don't know, man. I don't have good answers. Like I say, my, my position right now is I know too well all the sides coming together right now and I don't want anything to do with them. Whether you can, you might not be interested in Holy War, Lick Spill! Holy War is certainly interested in you and um, you know, that's again, you know, why, why try and carve out the community and the resources that I have done? Because I think it's important um, going forward from here. I think this is where things really um, pick up notch. And part of that landscape, which we have to be thinking about, is the weaponization of if they, they got to that level where they could reproducibly weaponize prions in that on that battlefield, I guess. And that will be a very, very efficient 
So, um, in you know, why werewolves <laughs> again? So, you know, the, the, these people always they're, they're always going to be a step ahead, right? And so it's it's incumbent upon the villagers, and so this is why you know I can be pretty sure that the I don't know couple of thousand people that it, it follow me or interact, I have a pretty good idea of where the strengths and weaknesses lie in that, and I feel confident moving forward that if if we're able to maintain comms, that we can um, pass information just as quickly and probably better than the bureaucracies themselves they'll become too reliant on automation and um machine learning techniques etc etc uh <laughs> gee why doesn't us just print a billion ballots and give them to ccp to vote in our elections with cheaper to just let ccp hackers fiddle numbers yeah like i say i think that there's only so much election fiddling that they can get away with and there's only so much physical harms that they can get away with that you know again the ons changing the way that data is collected is a big big signal things ain't going or, or, or things are moving and you know am i certain which way not 100 percent, but you know coming off past form um i'm i have a pretty pretty good idea of where it is going and um yeah i'm <laughs> are we is it is it just as banal as fucking zog wars it's just such a dumb stupid puzzle to have to deal with um the gold is atomization of Amalek, you stupid goys. Yeah, well, you know, you've got to keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, right? Who are the offensive actors at play here? And uh, don't don't sit there clutching your feels every time the doc hits his button. <laughs> and he turns around and he can say China in the way that he does. And the... Um, and then he can talk about, you know, repatriate, all, all those good things that most but sensible things that most people want to do. But, but at the same time, they've got to um, maintain control within their own borders. And so they can say, oh, oh my God, all this uh, neurological stuff that keeps happening, um, that's, uh, that's chronic wasting disease doing a spillover when it could in fact be a consequence of the mass exposure of prion catalyzing epitopes via via the virus or via the vaccine at this point it doesn't matter one and the same at this point so we, we keep seeing this and so um the it's important to stay on top of the public data and what do what can we know about prions per se and um find out about them such that you know they could bring them into play particularly again if if they have countermeasures available, and let's not forget, they had countermeasures available for COVID. They had them, such that there was no need to go down the step of mass transfe transfecting people with prion-like epitopes. Never forget that. <laughs> Trump Mashiach Ben David brings peace, so it is written in the tunnel walls. <laughs> Yes. Uh, sit back. 
play a bit of Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> what else are you going to do? Amalek versus Amaloid, fight of the century. Um, <laughs> I think the idea was to infect Amalek with Amaloid, but... Um, all right, so chronic wasting disease. Uh, nasal bots carry relevant titles of chronic wasting disease prions in naturally infected white-tailed deer and a naturally occurring deer parasite. Our data also demonstrate that CWD prions contained in nasal bots interact with environmental components and may be relevant for disease transmission. And once we've gone into the domain of a arthropod vector being part of that, infective cycle oof oof uh, don't need countermeasures if your enemy drinks the poison <laughs> I guess I guess uh, let's see the coof was a happy circumstance made real by internet pandemic storm and mRNA jab is the most important factoid we are all fucked from that if they actually gave it to all the people who had shots um yeah yeah and i don't know like i said i don't know <laughs> what a fucking mess to get into man where you know <laughs> uh, what, what was the right move at the beginning uh, you know i think th if it if everything was planned and if this looks part of a wider geo strategy um there was nothing you could do in this instance it was it was bound to happen one way or the other uh little bottlers trump told to pay 594 million dollar penalty um <laughs> i don't know what to tell you man <laughs> yeah what was it moshiach ben david Brings peace. <laughs> oh, they love they love fucking with you guys. <laughs> P. Alexander, if Malone thinks we are that inept, what's this? Not more. And I don't know what what groups are emerging, right? And I guess I guess there's the branch of the US elite classes that want to go globalist and there'll be those that want to go inward looking and I'm, I'm of the opinion that um, I want the countries to go inward looking I'm comfortable with multipolarity um, and yeah I would I would take that as a starting point from now on and the repression that comes through if, if they've done this man like i say they have every excuse well i guess you, you have to have labs that are analyzing this data and seeing if if it's true or not and um i will have a go at it i hope others do too i hope people continue to support what it is that i'm doing um oh saint nick in the chat uh fleas mosquitoes ticks oh my yeah 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 that's what you've got to think right now complete weaponization of vectors that you would have just normally 
ignored. Um, anyway, let's get back to the article. Uh, so, why is it so blurry? Um, so, nasal bots, nasal homogenates, scrapey detection, uh, TG deer, I guess that's a deer prion mouse, biochemistry, histology, clinical signs, soil contamination, put it into plants, detection. So prion diseases, also known as transmissible spongiform encephalopathies, are fatal neurodegenerative disorders affecting mammals. Although rare in humans, excuse me, prion diseases can manifest in epidemic proportions in captive and North American and European chronic wasting disease prions display different properties. Despite decades of research, several questions regarding CWD remain unanswered, especially in terms of neural transmission and dissemination of infectious prions. Several hypotheses have been formulated to explain CWD transmission, including horizontal and vertical transmission mechanisms, as well as environmental contamination. The latter is supported by extensive research and plays a critical role in CWD epidemiology. Compelling evidence suggests that CWD infectivity is most likely deposited in the environment by the binding of prions to a wide array of surfaces, including soil, plants and farm implements, among others. Unfortunately, the specific contribution each environmental component plays as a disease vector is not yet clear. Currently identified and hypothesized fomites involved in CWD transmission include soil, plants, water and other natural and human-made elements shown to experimentally and naturally bind or contain infectious prions. In addition, other living entities such as insects, annelids, predators and scavengers have also been hypothesized to either participate as vectors of CWD or broaden the host range of prions. Relevant to the latter, the role of parasites as potential vectors for CWD transmission has been understudied. Previous reports show that flies, Sacrophca canaria, fed with brains from prion-infected hamsters, can transmit disease when experimentally administered to naive animals. Also, evidence of disease-associated prions has been found in mites collected from hay in farms housing scrapie-infected sheep. The role of ticks as CWD vectors has been proposed, albeit with contradictory results. Shakia et al. reported that ticks, experimentally exposed to prion-infected hamsters, were inefficient in transmitting prion disease. Ticks collected in this experiment lack seeding activity as evaluated through the protein misfolding cyclic amplification technique. In comparison, another report described the presence of real-time quaking-induced conversion seeding activity in winter ticks, collected from naturally affected North American elk. More recently, prion seeding activity has been found in lab-fed and naturally occurring black-legged ticks through the host respiratory system before dropping from the host to pupate on the ground. <laughs> um, this process can be stressful for the host. Yeah, no shit. When under attack, hosts may stop grazing and try to hide their muzzles to stop the flies from larvae positing. Moreover, the hosts may have complications from numerous larval bots in their systems. Occasionally, the mature larvae may get lodged in the host, creating secondary infection and possible death. The genus Cephenomia, 
are butterflies that specifically para parasitize cervids. There are eight species in the genus and five species in North America, including C. apiquita, C. gelisoni, C. prati, C. phobifa, C. trumpe, C. phobifa, C. phobifera is the common species in the eastern part of North America, although others populate the west. C. phobifer parasitize white-tailed deer, mule deer, and moose. Cephanemia species are most often found as larvae in clusters in the most retropharyngeal pouches in the throat near posterior aspects of the soft palate. Unlike as previously thought for the entire subfamily Ostrinae, at least two species, C. apicata and C. gelisoni, do not larvae posit on the nostrils but rather in the host mouth and on the lower muzzle. The first instar larvae then enter the mouth and move to the throat to feed. They further found the host cues such as carbon dioxide and pheromones help to attract these females for larvae position. This is most likely the same for C. phobifer. The third stage instar larvae for C. phobia are large in size, 12 to 36 millimeters. Oof. Their crowded feeding using their scythe-like mouth hooks can cause pitting, erosion, irritation, and enlargement of the pouch. After the mature larvae drop from the host, they will either burrow into the ground or pupate where they can. While in the soil, the cuticle of these parasites hardens and blackens, and then dependent on temperature, the adult is ready for emergence 15 to 24 days later. Puparia also seem to be resistant, if not even penchant for freezing, as experiments have shown successful development after being put into the freezer for extended periods of time. Adults are robust, furry, breedy, infected, non-clinical white-tailed deer carry prion-seeding activity. In addition, we show for the first time the presence of prion infectivity in naturally occurring insect parasites. We also demonstrate that nasal bots carry high prion infectivity titers and are able to spread their infectious cargo to other environmental components such as soil and plants. In summary, our results suggest that nasal bots could play a relevant role in CWD transmission and translocation. And in the jackboot coming down on you, Lickspittles, for sure. Presence of CWD prions in nasal mucosa of prion-infected white-tailed deer. Are we really going to have the prions aren't real cycle kick in? That would be hilarious. Um, let's see. Just catch up with the chat real quick. Um, Kuru concubine time. Yeah, I've got that somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Kuru concubine pussy is the next Bitcoin. Once they infect roaches, it's over for the homies. Once they infect roaches, yeah. I mean... If it's just, it's essentially becoming like a contact poison, right? And so it can track with anything if it's an, if there's enough of it in the environment. And so once you've got mass spreading in humans, then of course roaches would be a vector. Anything would. I mean, you could presume that it would sort of dilute out if it was walking out across like a continuous straight line. But if it's continually coming into contact, and you've got to remember, humans are probably shitting it out in huge masses. So anything around drains, sewage, 
untreated water. And what are they talking about? Taking untreated water and spraying it onto crops. <laughs> what was it? They, they want to atomize the Amalek. <laughs> they, they the nasal passage of socks. <laughs> uh was listening to you on the bus to work and wondering, does prion misfolding cause men to not be able to wear a belt or hold their pants up? Um, no, that's another affliction, I'm afraid. But anyway, where were we? Uh, did I... Okay, so nasal bots are exposed to the nasal cavity and retropharyngeal pouches of deer as part of their life cycle. These anatomical structures are relevant for prion diseases. Specifically, humans and animals, including white-tailed deer, accumulate prions in the nasal cavity and diagnostic methods using nasal brushes. Oh, that just reminds me, man. <laughs> just, uh, just for rank, uh, rank tier stupidity, um, I've got to. <laughs> Did I put it it's here? I was I was dropping it in um <laughs> in my DMs with Nick, but I, was... I made cinnamon rolls out of my yeast infection and I have to say they turned out pretty damn good. These are actually what I gave my husband for Valentine's Day. It's cinnamon rolls made from not only the yeast for my yeast infection, but also my breast milk. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> really natural um and when he tried it he noticed immediately that it tasted a little different than they normally do when i make them cinnamon rolls and he was like what do you do differently uh, it's really good and i said actually it was my yeast infection ah. breast milk, you know? um one thing i will say is they taste like almost like sourdough like they're ah. more sour than like a normal cinnamon roll would be and I think that's due to it being like yeast from my body, but overall, the president of oral thrush and it's not fun having it. It's not the most comfortable thing to live with. It's kind of painful. And I just feel so, so bad for giving it to my husband and I'm thinking I need to make it up to him in some way. Now I would, con I would make a pastry out of my breast milk again, but the... The yeast is just not worth it. Just go buy yeast from the grocery store. <laughs> and if you want to, you can just lie and say it is your yeast infection that's in it. But um, it's definitely not worth it. Anyway, I just wanted to come on here because I felt obligated to do that damage control because I know a lot of you look up to me and are influenced by me and we're thinking about trying that just because I did. But don't do it. <laughs> Candida bar. <laughs> 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 All right. Um Is it sad? I can't tell, man. I can't tell. Are people that fucking clueless? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, God, the image is running through my mind. I'm just 
Get a spoon out. Oh, scrape some off the side. That when she's open her mouth, man, and it's just ah. Oh. That's why uh, she carry one of those black lights, little little key fob black lights. That's what I used to do. <laughs> Put your tongue out, bitch. Let me have a look. Right. <laughs> See up to a ten to minus thirteen brain dilution. Whew. Down in that femtopicogram. How many, what is that? Femto? It's Pico. 10 to the minus 13. Chat GPT, quick, tell me. Femto, right? Ah, fuck me, ChatGPT has just turned to shit lately. Just work, damn you. <laughs> um, was it? Was it maybe just because I have loads of fucking add-ons? Ten to the minus thirteen is how many grams? No, it's it's thinking I want to do it in ounces. <laughs> Ten to the negative thirteen is is that femto or picograms. Prefix for 10 to the 12 is pico, and the prefix for 10 to 15 is femto. 10 to 13 would fall between those two, close to the femto scale, but not exactly matching either prefix precisely. It's the range in that doesn't have specific SI prefix assigned to it between pico and femto. Okay. Support the idea that this anatomical structure contributes to the shedding of infectious prions to the environment via secretions. Um, uh, no, 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 okay. Okay. Uh, they're just looking at the Western blot and the glycosylated and what have you. Proteins, whatever the 26 kilo Dalton. Importantly, prion deposits were also observed in the pharyngeal pouches of non clinical CWD infected white tailed deer using immunohistochemistry analysis. This further supports the idea that nasal bots are exposed to CWD prions during the different stages of their life cycle. 
Nasal bots contain prion seeding activity. Considering the presence of infectious prions in the nasal cavity of naturally infected non-clinical white-tailed deer, and the abundance of nasal bots in these animals, we collected several specimens of these common deer parasites from CWD-free and infected deer and tested them for the presence of CWD prions. A total of 34 specimens were collected from deer originating from different farmed cervid facilities across the United States. Site MW1 had a very low herd prevalence of CWD three percent and the bots utilized in this study were, were from deer found to be cwd non-detect by immunohistochemistry in the medio retropharyngeal lymph node considering this the parasites collected at this site were used as negative controls poor bot specimens were collected opportunistically post-mortem from deer euthanized as part of herd federal state depopulation events samples were homogenized at 10 percent wv and pbs and tested by western blot PMCA. As expected, proteinase K resistant disease associated prions were not observed in nasal bots from any deer found to be non detect by immunohistochemistry. However, all bots collected from non clinical CWD positive deer displayed PMCA activity. Importantly, all specimens collected from MW2 and TX1 sites displayed positive PRPSC signals in either the second or third PMCA rounds. Nasal mucosa from non-clinical and CWD-positive animal figure S4. Our results show that CWD prion seeding activity was detected in both the outer and inner structures, suggesting that prions distribute in both parts of the developing parasite. This is consistent with bots being in contact with tissues accumulating infectious prions, but also with the fact that these parasites mostly feed from the secretions released by these tissues. In fact, the internalization of disease-associated prions by bots was further confirmed by immunohistochemical analysis, demonstrating the presence of CWD prions in their digestive tracts. Hmm. Read that again. It's two parasites dissected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the inner structures. Results show prion seeding activity was set in both. Yeah. It's soaked in prions. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. All right. Frost cheese on biscuits for the boys. Yeah. Tastes like Smegmasani. Yeah. Doubtful you could get a pure culture from your fanny, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed culture, but Abrahamovich called and she wants that woman's. Who <laughs> said that? Fiat mask is touche, bro. <laughs> Good doggy says another reason to let it burn. Yeah. <laughs> Feed the coon. <laughs> What's on my corn cat? Let's see. Grout Guppy says one cancer cell can give you cancer too. Behaviors where you just might want to, you know, <laughs> not make, uh, not make uh, sugary treats for your partner from. <laughs> From bodily secretions. <laughs> I don't know, man. Is this what I've got to come to? The... <laughs> uh, 
Taking bets, she is a sodomite. Um, <laughs> we'll pay you to do the Comet Challenge. Um, I don't know what the Comet Challenge is, but... <laughs> How much paying me? Let me see, let me see if uh, anyone is not Ziju today. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, a few. Um, let me say thank you to uh, Vex, Carl, Mordan Beans, and uh, Don. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but uh, <laughs> target numbers are way below because my streaming output is so low at the moment. Um, please <laughs> send more. Feed that bleak. All right, uh, let's see. Nasal bots carry relevant quantities of CWD infected. Didn't, didn't I just read all this? No. So to determine if nasal bot carry prion infectivity, we utilized a bioassay where bot homogenates were intracerebrally inoculated in TG1536 mice. These mice overexpress a cervidized version of the prion protein and are susceptible to CWD infectivity after intracerebral exposure to contaminated materials. Bot specimens for the bioassays were selected based on their cyclic amplification status, positive or negative. Specifically, two whole bot homogenates from the MW2 site were chosen as they provided positive signals after two cyclic amplification rounds. In addition, the inside and outside parts of a bot collected in the Texas one site were also, as all mice injected with cyclic amplification negative bot specimen, reached the experimental endpoint 600 days post-injection without showing prion-associated clinical signs and did not display scrapey signals by Western blot or cyclic amplification. Importantly, the whole bot homogenates collected at the MW2 site induced prion disease mice, albeit with incomplete attack rates. Interestingly, when the outer and inner part of the TX1 site bot were tested, mice inoculated with outer bot parts had substantially higher attack rate, much shorter incubation period compared to mice inoculated with inner bot parts. These results were consistent with the earlier detection of prion seeding activity found in outer structures of bots using cyclic amplification amplification. Altogether, this information confirms that nasal bots carry CWD prion infectivity and that much of this infectivity is present in the outer part of these parasites. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I don't know how clear that is on the screen, but you can, you can sort of see the spongy presentation here in the sort of hippocampal regions and then I guess uh, a hit for the prion uh, immunohistochemistry um I'm just let me just give me a second to look through the methods here one second So injection was conducted at a rate of 10 brain. I want to see that. And it doesn't come through in their um, images very well. It's not visible at all. Um, and 
I, I, I don't think it's it's not straightforward i guess analytics there's a, you know there's a lot of wading involved with these samples obviously you don't just whack them in the mouth <laughs> then two weeks later you're you're extracting brains out i wonder if there's a way to explore that quicker i don't think about that um kev just a reminder friday 8 to 10 a.m pst scheduled conversation on road warrior radio with chris hinckley oh fuck how many hours is that away from now chris just tell me just dm me how many hours from now um <laughs> Frenzy says, I'm Jewish and this is outrageous. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Suck it up. All right. Zelensky on Wednesday signed a decree opening up Ukraine's military forces to foreigners and stateless persons. Don't worry. They will watch your profit. <laughs> well, you're gone. Yeah. Hashtag. The Jew. Always comes through. Um, <laughs> clearly, it's the wrong God we're praying to. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have comment on that right now. I would just say find spiritual sustenance where you can at the moment. <laughs> Non-yeast. Non-fanny yeast. <laughs> Infected sustenance. This examination of these specimens in different brain regions did not show differences in the anatomical distribution of either spongy form degeneration or prion deposition, suggesting that the CW prions present in all nasal bots corresponded to the same prion strain. This was confirmed by Western blotting and cyclic amplification, where no differences in proteinase K-resistant forms as scrapie were found. It's important to note that all mice not displaying prion-associated clinical signs were sacrificed at the 600 days post-inoculation experiment endpoint in the number five hole mw2 group one mouse was sacrificed in the way okay whatever um nasal bots accumulate infectious prions as mentioned the mouse bioassays demonstrated nasal bots carry significant quantities of prion infectivity this information suggests that nasal bots can take transmission relevant levels of infectious prions regardless of their exposure to environments containing limited quantities of infectivity to further explore this nasal bots collected from white-tailed deer non-detect for cwd uh, were exposed to serial dilutions of CWD-positive brain extract of known seeding activity. Brains from CWD-infected TG mice were used for these studies, considering the large quantities of CWD prions needed for these analyses and their availability in our, in our lab. In our lab, sorry, excuse me. Considering this, and to evaluate the capacity of nasal bots to bind CWD prions, parasites collected from CWD non-detect deer were transiently exposed to TWD. Sorry, TG, CWD laden brain extract at different times ranging from one second to one hour. <laughs> After one cyclic amplification round, we retrieved scrapey signals in bots from all the time points. <laughs> You're not dropping your parasite, picking it up and... <laughs> oh, it was under five seconds. I blew it off. You'll be fine. <laughs> In the second cyclic amplification round, all bots from all groups displayed positive signals. These were, overall, these data suggest that nasal bots are able to accumulate prion infectivity from their environment, regardless of the number of prions to which they are exposed. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. 
So interaction of CWD contaminated bots with soils and plants. So nasal bot larvae exit deer through the nasal cavity and drop to the ground as part of their life cycles. Whilst in soil, these parasites complete their development into flies. Importantly, a considerable proportion of nasal bots do not complete their cycles and remain in soils until they die naturally or by environmental stimuli. In addition, nasal bots developing into flies will shed their heavily CWD contaminated protective shells that will remain in the soil. Considering our previous results demonstrating that nasal bots accumulate infectious prions and the important role of the environment in CWD transmission, we modelled a potential scenario in which nasal bots enter the soil and contaminate both the specific matrix and the plants that grow on it. To simulate this scenario, bot homogenates previously tested as CWD positive by cyclic amplification were pulled and mixed with a commercially available compost soil. As a negative control, the same procedures was repeated but using bot homogenates displaying negative in vitro prion seeding activity. As shown in figure 6b25, replicates of the soil exposed to CWD positive bot homogenates provided positive PMCA signals. Not surprisingly, the soils mixed with CWD negative bots did not display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, plants picked up uh, prions. <laughs> I guess that's the, uh, the point here. Um, primarily in the roots. Additional fomites associated with environmental prion transmission include plants. Though CWD prion detection has not been reported in naturally ex exposed plant specimens, it has been demonstrated that they can uptake infectious particles from soil under experimental conditions. We just looked, there's a more recent study, 2022, they're citing 2015 here, to explore whether soil contamination with CWD through nasal bots leads to prion uptake by plants. The same soil studied above were used to grow wheatgrass that perhaps wouldn't be on most people's radar right now which is insect vectors, particularly, you know, stool is fecal um, route seems to be a big one that we were looking at. And um, obviously insect. And, you know, it's not like humans have hordes of bot flies around them, but mosquitoes, that would be something to check. Um, and of course, ticks, etc. And um, I'm not. Uh, I don't, this is, again, there's nothing new here. Nothing. Nothing should be of surprise. Just I would, um, again, with an eye on authoritarian reflexes being primed, get ready for the different avenues from which they could approach which is one um if you're uh, objecting to the national security interests of the state for example you don't want part of the zog wars thank you very much um you might want to keep your head down um re reassess etc um try to support networks etc that um are going to enable communications um, that's kind of what I've been trying to do here. No doubt we have uh, glow crawling all over us like uh, pre-infected parasites. But um, I generally think we're um, as conscientious objectors to this mess. Um, I think we would be low down on the priority list. Um, let's see. Um, 
they fly a bit slow, stupid, and always seem to, like, those fucking flyers are the things I see in the UK, they fly a bit slow and always seem to try and come at me. <laughs> kind of uh, gone the um, mimicry route, look like a bee. Dear bot fly. <laughs> Pretty on vector. <laughs> uh, attracted to CO two, yeah. I say, um, I don't know, might, might be barking completely up the wrong tree right now. I'm not so sure, though. Too many things aligning right now. All right, so um, I haven't heard from this. Do this. Um, comet challenge. <laughs> the this stupid bitch. Now, I came up with something new. We're going to do the comet challenge and things of that nature. Your comet has to be closed, so don't cheat, bitches. Do not cheat. Your comet has to be all the way closed and things of that nature. See, I, I closed. Put your goggles on. They say don't get none in your eyes and shit like that. And I always have your Listerine and water and stuff like this. So we're going to try the comment challenge and see what's going to happen. <laughs> Just let it burn. Allah, let the smiting commence. I've had enough. <laughs> let the sunspot doom commence. Wipe it out. See, Johnny says, botflies lay eggs on horses' legs in the fall and have to be scraped off with a special knife or they worm in. Um, <laughs> there we go. We've had uh, bot challenge and... Uh... <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's see if anyone else is not the K26R today. Um No, that's it. Right. I'm done. I'm out of here. I got other shit to do as well. Um I will see you in the next stream. So I guess one AM I'm streaming um Saturday. And uh did this, I did this, I did this. And I'll try and pick up the pace somewhere. I'm still recovering. Um, it seems, and eh, it's just each each year that passes, right? It just uh, it gets a little bit slower. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Take care. God bless. Don't let the bot flies bite. I guess. Bro, you don't know how angry I am.
You do, like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking...